I'm Nisha Zachary, and this is The Zigzag Leap, brought to you by Permission to Leap. For years, I've been talking to people about having permission to take a leap of faith. We all know that life doesn't happen in a straight line, so how do you overcome your past and possibly current circumstances to live the life you were created for? Stick around to hear our guest answers that will lend you some courage to give yourself permission to leap, no matter how twisted the path may be. Hello, hello, everybody. Today, you are in for an awesome treat. Like, it's so freaking awesome, you're not even going to believe this. So I have today with me on this episode of Zigzag Leap, Shay Sun, who is in the middle of his um, pre-book launch. There's just so much stuff going on, guys. You, you have missed so much of this conversation, I can't even tell you right now. So we're just going to dive right in, and we'll come back to introductions in a minute. <laughs> so... Let me just start with, you know what, let's go back. Let's do an introduction. Shay, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Nisha, for the introduction. Yeah, my name is Shay Sun. Um, (laughs) I am a happiness empowerment leadership coach. Uh, I was teaching uh, in the public school system for 21 years, and recently I made a major, major shift during COVID, and that was to rebrand my business. I started coaching back in 2014. Uh, Shea Coaching, and now I've rebranded to WABA International LLC. And WABA, W-A-B-A, initially uh, stand for Wise Ass Badass because I was inspired by people like Jesus, Gandhi, Laozi, and all the people out there that were perceived as wise asses, but in their own right, they were badasses when history remembers them for the ch- massive changes they were made, able to ripple across time space. And so um, basically for me, um, I, I once I rebranded, I really thought in terms of what is it the fact that I'm really about, and really comes down to, it comes down to happiness. But what kind of happiness? Authentic happiness. What does authentic happiness mean? It means the fact that you stop shitting on yourself and you stop allowing other people to shit on you too. I love that. Okay. So that goes into like giving yourself permission to do whatever it is that, you know, that you're here and created to do. So when you're talking about like stop shooting on yourself, like what is your definition of permission? If there are no shoulds. The only, the, the, there is one should, and that is that you should honor free will your god-given free will needs to be a real a conscious choice there's a difference between responding or reacting to other people reacting to the fear that's not a real choice it's being done to you right you you want to make sure the fact that when you're making a choice that you're it's consensual <laughs> does that make sense <laughs> right. go, go through your choices consensually that's what i'm saying don't mm-hmm. allow it to happen to you in all things. If you, once you do that, then you feel good because you are in power. You are in your own power. And what is your power? Your power is the fact that God says to you, you have choice. Right. And I love that. I honestly believe that's what it comes down to. Free will. Honor free will. Honor each other's free will. So that because right. when you honor each Critical. other's free will, then you basically look at other human beings differently because then you stop shitting on them either. You don't, why are we, if we, if we all just, chilled a little bit and honor the fact that we all have free will mm-hmm. to the toddler to the lady that's in the retirement home across the board honor the free will within yourself honor the free will in other people and we're all copacetic because at that point then we just get excited what are you doing with your free will what are you doing with your free will what am i doing with free will? and let's honor those and then to have compassion when our free will zigzags because life is not a straight line after my divorce, yes. I said that to people all the time. Life is not a straight line. 
I love that. Okay, so speaking of not a straight line, we have talked about your background. And so we've gone from talking about teacher and seminary and youth pastor and like all these things. And I'm like, okay, how do you get on that path to where you are now? So what's going on? Whew, that that is a loaded question. I know, but that's where you bring out your. Best oh yeah, yeah. So 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 I'll, I'll try to just give you the. I'll, I'm gonna skip a rock. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna I'm gonna skip rock, right? So Let's I can go. just skip the yeah yeah. Skipping rock would be the fact that when I was 15 years old, and I didn't mention to you this earlier during our pre-show. At 15 years old, um, the Asian mafia visited my house. What? I was tied up in a home invasion robbery, and that event was. The, the 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 drop in the pedal uh the put the puddle right the ripple the lake right yeah that's what it did right and actually it was like a pedal because it started blossoming something within me and what it blossomed to me was actually a spiritual awakening because a friend after that invited me to church and it's through that that i started opening my eyes to some spiritual concepts i i never understood i didn't understand death and i didn't understand resurrection now i don't go to church right now even though i went to seminary things like that but there's something fundamental about understanding because the motif of the death and resurrection is old as time we see mm -hmm. that in religions across the board there's, so i have phoenix tattoo, tattoos right something about dying and then coming back to life and I believe that coming back to life is actually more of an authentic piece of you. It's the fire that burns within you. What is that fire? And so what happened was um, after I started going to church, I had this, I had this huge passion for uh, helping others, right? I've always had that since growing up. And so the, that brought me actually to going and wanting to become a youth minister. So I went down from Northern California to Southern California to a Southern Baptist college. And being in the Southern Baptist College, I, there was a lot of international students. So God opened my eyes to something very important. And that was the fact that God fashioned me <clears throat> with the cultural heritage for a reason. That it, it was not an accident. I'm Chinese. Explain that. I, I need yeah. to hear that part. Yeah, so I'm Chinese, right? So I, my English is not my first language, even though I went later on and majored in my worst subject, which is English. So the fact that I can actually go to China so that I can share the message the good news, basically the good news of death and resurrection, of transformation. It's the message of transformation, right? right? And so because the fact that now I suddenly had access because of my skin color, because of my eye shape and things like that to this whole community, I decided to go ahead and then go from being a religion major, a sociology minor, to actually to an English major. So that's what put me on the path of actually going into to teaching and things like that. And so that's what happened. And so then later on, after I got, I met my ex um, at, the, at the LAX airport, I, I met her at the airport. We dated in that's China. That's indication right there for you. <laughs> exactly. And so then later on, uh, we couldn't have biological children. Um, one, this is really open, but um, I, I, str I struggled, I, whatever, however you want to say, with male infertility. And so because of that, we adopted two kids from mainland China. Instead of going to China, we brought China to us. And so then uh, through the process of, I, I you know, was teaching and things like that. But one of the things I realized was the fact that one of the best ways to help other people actually is through mentorship. It's actually through, in church, we call it discipleship. In the other world, we call it, you know, like coaching, right? We coach other people into their own awareness, right? right. So that's what I did because one of the, the, the um, I love Piaget. John, uh, Piaget is, my, is the shit. He's the, he's the constructivist theory in education. And he's basically saying the only way for you to really grasp onto the meaning is when you construct it yourself. You got to construct meaning. And the yes. way we do that is through powerful questions, right? This goes to like Plato, Aristotle, all those amazing people who are constantly the art of questioning. So mm -hmm. I started taking the shitload of coaching courses. 
And through all the courses that I took, I just, there was a, more of a piece that I, I blended in uh, before I was calling it Asian fusion. And Asian fusion just means the fact that whatever my cultural background with what in my American upbringing, plus my mm -hmm. religious upbringing, plus all the things that I've learned in terms of my coaching, I bring all that together. And when I bring that together, when I meet a client, I'm able to tailor it to your taste. It's like one of those uh, places where, the, I don't know, the Mongolian walk things where like you grab a little bit of this and that and you put it together. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's so fucking good. Well, it's good because it is suited to your needs, whatever your taste buds are, right? So yeah. one of the things I'm really good at is that. I'm able to pinpoint where you want to be and then laser focus on the what is it right now that where you are currently at. If you don't know where you're at, I can help you to come to that awareness. And that is the reason why, if I can take you from point A to point B, from point death to point resurrection, it's transformation. Okay, so this just goes into like the other conversations that we were having. Like this whole path of conversation that we've had this morning has just been absolutely amazing. And so one of the questions that I had for you was, you were telling me a story about how you came back to to this position, this point, because you were teaching and oh, then yes. all yes. the things happen. Yes. And now yeah. here you're you are. About, yeah, right. So you're talking about the recent, recent, recent transformation. Right. Yeah. So the recent transformation, it was during COVID. And so that was just what last year, right? 2020, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so um, at that point, I believe the school board was talking about whether or not we should go back into in-person and that, that conversation was happening. And <clears throat> I was seeing my acupuncturist. And I told Ed, like, this is what's going on in my life. And Ed says, let's calm down your brain. So he stuck me. You know, we had, had been seeing Ed for a couple of years. I lay down. And it's funny because Ed actually has, like, Christian music, instrumental music playing in the background sometimes. Sometimes it's Disney. And sometimes it's like, But it was like, I think the song was As the Deer, right? As the deer panted forth the water, right? Mm -hmm. So my so during that song. I hear, no, not audibly, but in my heart, and I've been hearing this intuitive, intuitive small, still voice since I was 15 years old. Um, that's when God first spoke to me. And, and that is actually a story onto itself. It, it started with hiccups, and God did something with my hiccups at 15. So anyway, I'm just, I'm, I'm, here. <laughs> yeah. So but at, on the, going back to the, the acupuncturist table, I heard God say to me, now, my God goes to rated R movies, so he cusses. So I, so I heard God say to me, bullshit. 21 blackjack, you won. 22, you bust. What does that even mean? Yeah, so because, because you know, God speaks to us in ways that we can understand. He uses uh -huh. our jargon, our lingo, because that's, that's why Jesus became a man, so that we can identify it with him. And he takes on the exactly. shape and form. And so for me, uh, and Jesus is a total shit, by the way. So, like, not, not the white westernized imperialist jesus but the jesus like hangs up with like hoes and like like you know exactly. cheaters right like like people cheat money like tax collectors and prostitutes like that is my jesus right the poor and things like that right or the rich that need transformation that's my jesus <clears throat> and so yeah so then basically what happened was the fact that you know when i heard this bullshit thing what god was saying to me at that point was 21 i had just finished my 21st year teaching and God is saying, you already won. I, don't, I didn't know what that meant. I still don't know exactly what it means. I have some, I have some hints. But I don't think we can actually know exactly if your leap of faith was a leap of faith until you've taken the leap of faith. It's only right. retrospect that you realize the fact that was your journey. So that's what I did. 21 blackjack, 22 you bust. I don't know exactly what that meant, but what I heard from, but, but basically what I was hearing from God was, do not move on to your next year of teaching. And then I did the normal thing that we all do, right? 
the saboteur comes in, the self-doubt, the arguing back, mm-hmm. the wrestling and things like that. And I was like, but I have child support. I have this, you know, I have, I have, you know, I have, I have debt to pay off. I have all these things. I'm still managing all these things within right. myself. And then, and so then I heard God say to me, do you want me to get Aaron? I was like, oh shit, no. And what Aaron means is the fact that when God chose Moses, Moses was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't talk, I stutter, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you, you know, like, and then he referred to Aaron, right? And so for his right. brother. And so for me, it was like, do you want me to get someone else? And I said, no, 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 no. I've already said, here I am. I already said that. I've made that clear in my life. Like, I'm going to be an open vessel, right? Right. You know, I, I've heard, I heard it say, God does not want your ability as much as your availability, right? Because he right. can always fill you with whatever you need to be filled with. And so... I said, all right, God, now what? And I heard God say, let me make some calls. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, does God use an Apple or an Android platform? Literally, my brain goes into crazy spaces, right? Did you and, figure that one out? No, I did not figure that uh, one out. I think God is all loving. So I think he probably embraces, you know, <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, so then what happened was I literally told Ed and I told his wife, who was the counter, I said, God just spoke to me because I wanted to make sure that I was held accountable to this moment of transformation and not mm-hmm. later on doubt the fact that maybe I was just needled up and just having some sort of hallucination, right? Right. I don't think that's what it was. So then I got out of the car, I went and I was at a stoplight and then I heard God say to me, um, by the way, you've already made some calls. And I looked at my calendar, sure enough, I had lined up all these appointments. And in each conversation, it was almost like God saying, here, I'm going to reassure you that I always know where you're at. And I always know where other people are at. And because of that, rest assured, you'll be safe with me. I know my people. I know your people. We're all good. It's the seven, it's the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon thing, right? Like God, God can send people. And look, look at us being brought together, right? Through, yeah. Casey, through our mutual friend Casey. I think this is what it is about. It's the fact that all of us have access to people and to resources and to whatever. It's, it's an issue of understanding the fact that we are divinely infinite. That's what it's about. I love it. Okay, so we have Pastor Delan Shorter on with us right now. And thank you so much for your comments. So he is convinced that God is using Apple just so that <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally using my iPhone 12 right now. So, yes. <laughs> right on this side. So, he loves us all, though. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so he has a question for you. How does he shape or add to your faith? How does God, how does God add to my faith? I is that what that means? When is, I mean, or is he talking about his own faith? Just faith in general. How does God I add probably, to our faith? Let's just go with faith in general. Yeah. So what is faith? Ultimately, what is faith, right? I think faith is trust and action. Mm-hmm. That's what faith is, right? So how do I know that I trust this chair that I'm sitting in? Is because I'm sitting in it. Right. That's faith, right? So what is right, faith? Which goes faith? back to faith without works. Is, is yes, it is. Exactly. And I believe what faith ultimately is, is faith, trust, and love. I think fear is actually faith. Faith in things going wrong. Right. That's what fear is, right? Fear is always in the future. I fear that something is going to happen. Right. And it's all your right. imaginations coming exactly. to life in that moment. Exactly. So when you have faith, you're having faith the fact that good is going to happen. That good is going to happen to you. But why do you believe that good is going to happen? It's because God is good. Because the, 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 the mastermind behind all of this is good. And yes. that goodness dwells within us, even though there's suffering, even though there's pain, ultimately, even through our pain, good can come from it in all things. 
in all things, God can make good things, I mean, bad things transform into good. That's what it is. I, uh, I had, Casey did this, uh, my, our, our mutual friend, did this deep dive into my fear and my pain. And she was trying was to get that. me to, did she do that with you? Shout out yes. to me? Yeah. I cried like I never cried before. And my crying was actually feeling the unworthiness of me being born out of wedlock and feeling I did not deserve to be here. So I went to my parents and I told them that. And they said, we never felt that way about you. I went to my grandfather and I told him about that. And do you know what my grandfather said? My grandfather says, do you not know? Do you not understand why I named you what I named you? My Chinese name is Xin Liang. And Xin Liang means first good. Wow. He says that when you were brought into our lives, I took a bad situation and I asked myself, how can we transform this into good? So I had your, my, your parents get married to one another to transform this. And I said to my grandfather, grandfather, you did not name me. You did not name me. God named me because God is in the business of changing what appears to be bad and transforming that into good. Isn't that the Joseph story? Isn't that going, being sold into slavery and then being right hand of, of, of Pharaoh? This is the way we're talking about. So in our lives, what could God do? We see the things in our life. We see the mess. And then God mm -hmm. will bring order to that mess. Every time. You know what? We were talking earlier and going back to the name thing. So you were saying that, you know, how your grandfather. Yeah, my, yeah, my Chinese name. And, yes. and God always uses name. Name changes when things start yes. doing yes. transformation. So when you got to Shea Sun, can you explain yes. to everybody how you got yeah, there? Yeah. So my, my English name originally was like this weird phonetic spelling from like Taiwan and things like that. And so later on, when I became a citizen, I actually legally changed my name to Shea, S-H-A-Y, which is basically the same sound as it was before and mm -hmm. which means first and then my middle name liang which was in english l-i-a-n-g which means good i changed it to timothy because when i was in youth group my youth minister would always see me as his timothy and he'd be like my paul going back to mentorship I and timothy that. means honoring god and so shay first that's where it derives from timothy mm -hmm. meaning honoring god right theo Timothy has the word Theo in there, which mm -hmm. means God. So honoring God in my last name is Son, S-U-N, but it sounds like S-O-N. So first honoring God, Son is first honoring Jesus. Because I believe the fact that Jesus holds for us the model of transformation. I think he is the archetype of transformation. He's the, he's the Phoenix archetype. And he's the, he's the archetype that, that transforms out of his love for the big picture and for you and me. That's, that's why it's so amazing. And I think that is, a, a, we can access that. We can access that understanding. The fact that, that Jesus shows us the way. And I believe the way is to be able to let go, to allow things to happen mm -hmm. into your lives, to allow the path. And I believe it's about co-creation. We co-create with God. We co-create. Yeah. Right? Delight yourself yeah, in the Lord one of the things, desires of your heart. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. One of the things you mentioned earlier, like in that transformation and co-creation and all of those things, um, we were talking about, you know, confession and, you know, how hurt people hurt people. Yes. Can you explain your theory on like going from hurting to healing and, you know, stopping and starting the ripple? Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I believe this is when we're talking about the, the I, I don't really I like using the word sin, but when we talk about the ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. The ripple effect is like you go to work, you get upset, you come home, you kick the dog or you yell, or you don't have yes. patience with your wife or your husband. Things like that's the ripple effect. I am hurt. 
And because I did not know how to transmute that hurt into something else, we pass uh -huh. it along. Right. So what, right. So what absorbs that is love, compassion, mercy. We absorb that. And how do we do that? We do that through awareness. And what is awareness? Awareness is acknowledgement. And I think that's where the word confession comes from in the scriptures. That's what it means. It just means to acknowledge the reality of the situation. Because you can't, if you don't know, you cannot change. Right? Uh -huh. You don't know what you don't know. That's just what it is, right? Exactly. So then once you know, you acknowledge it. You acknowledge what happened to you, whatever your suffering is. I had to acknowledge the fact that I, there was a home invasion robbery and the fact that I had a blade to my throat. I had to acknowledge that before I could move on. If you uh -huh. do not acknowledge it, then you basically you try to fool yourself into an illusion, except your body remembers. Dis-ease. Not yeah. at ease anymore, right? So what is ease? Ease is peace. It's inner peace, which is, I believe, the formula for happiness. Pleasure which, and peace is happiness. Exactly, which brings us to where you are now. Yes. So you were in there on the on the acupuncture table. You heard this message from God. What does this have to do with your cat? And then how does this get us to happiness? Oh my goodness! So I was at a uh, I was living in an apartment, and I saw this cat, the super friendly cat. And as soon as I saw her, her name just appeared in my brain, and the name was Nala from The Lion King. And I couldn't get Nala out of my head. And that night I wrote a poem for her and I put it on Instagram. Yeah. And it really was about softening up my heart and allowing mm -hmm. me to feel again. Mm -hmm. And later on, I brought Nala in, you know, I adopted her during COVID uh, to have a companion. And there was a moment <clears throat> where um, I, I watched Nala and Nala was, was struggling, uh, walking on the, on the, on the, um, on the, um, what is that called? Gosh, the porch, right? Like she was about to fall. And I just blanked on that. So uh, the word, uh, <laughs> I, have, I have two types of, uh, of ADD and one of them is temporal lobe, which deals with language. So yeah, but she was on the railing, on the railing. She almost fell off. And I, I paused and I said, don't allow your fear to transfer her to her fear. Trust that she has agility because that's how God made her. She's yeah. acting in her natural self. And so I asked myself, what is, what is your natural self? And I believe the fact that my natural self is a combination of this person who is this super excited person who wants to transform the word and world and do good things, right? Mm -hmm. and which is in my mind kind of like, in regards to what you think about Elon Musk, you know, he has this like eccentric, like I want to help people, <laughs> right? Right? And then I mean, it was funny because I actually was on this dating thing and they someone saw me dressed up and they're like, oh my gosh, he looks like an Asian Elon Musk. And so I had this Elon thing in my brain. But then I also had this idea of like, if I never came to the United States, I was born in Seoul, I'm Chinese, but if I, if I always stayed in China, where would I be? And I actually saw myself, I had this visualization of me sitting in a room with nothing. It was super minimalistic. And I was like this Taoist monk or whatever. Uh -huh. And, but you know, I like sex too much. And so that wouldn't work for me. So, that, <laughs> yeah, that so yeah, yeah, that's not going to work. Right. And so basically, but it was inner peace. So what I did was I actually took those two words, the Elon, and it, that was the Zen Shay. And I said, what does Elon Zen Shay look like? And Elon Zen Shay was easy Shay, ease Shay, flow Shay. Yes. That's what's about, right? And so, so what my cat taught me was this, in your natural state, who do you want to be? And I believe that for me, it's this 
it's, Elon would be the pleasure, and part of the pleasure is helping other people. And the peace part is how to remain grounded in the midst of that. And I believe that what my cat did was my cat allowed me to understand the fact that I, there's a, there's a song from the Lion King where Nala says to Simba in Can You Feel the Love Tonight? He's holding back, he's hiding from what I can't decide. Why won't he be the king? I know he is the king I see inside. The king I see inside is divinity. It's royalty we, that we all have. And because I felt so unworthy mm -hmm. after my divorce and I was struggling, I literally could, Nisha, I could have had a hard time walking across the street because I felt like I was taking up space that people had to wait for me to cross the street. That's how bad I felt about myself. Wow. But once Nala helped me to return to the fact that I am Simba, it shifted everything. In fact, one night, and I didn't share with you this earlier, but one night I literally felt a, a hand pass through my prefrontal cortex in my forehead, and it felt like Simba. It was the strangest feeling I never had. And I think it felt like an anointing because wow. when in one of my conversations with Casey, I'm being very vulnerable and sharing all this because I have not shared this on the on online before, but I'm just telling you, this is what happened to me. Take it or leave it, whatever you think. Mm -hmm. But I was on the phone with Casey and I literally went like this. <laughs> and the reason why is because, and I looked up into to the, to the ceiling because I felt energy shoot through my head all the way down to my feet and i felt my throat chakra just starting to vibrate a little bit and then but it but it went slowly like drano the second time it happened it went whoosh, and i felt like my root chakra was healing casey literally said to me like what is going on and i said i don't know this has never happened to me before but i think there it goes back to energy call it the holy spirit call it a double filling whatever name you give it right the right. first verse of Taoism is the name that can be named is not the eternal name the Tao that can be told is not the eternal so regardless of the name you use i believe there was a frequency of energy that i allowed myself to get tapped into and i think that tapped into the energy is the infinite source of the world it's that power that connects us all. And once I felt that, I really believe that this whole Simba thing was an anointing. And I, the reason why I think the anointing happened is because during times of crisis, famines, right? Famines, mm -hmm. natural disasters, political unrest, God calls forth prophets. But, but not necessarily the kind of prophets that can, like prophecy and seeing the future, but a prophet being a voice to speak truth. To speak the authentic truth is just what the reality and the reality is the fact that we are not alone and you are created to be a beautiful, powerful human being, regardless of anything that's going on in your life, that mm -hmm. beautiful things can happen. Yep. So in all of these beautiful things, we've had this discussion about like being your authentic self. And that yes. is like the most beautiful thing that you could possibly do for yourself and for the world. Yes. And we were talking about you know, how permission to leap came about. And I was telling you about my version of, you know, Peter walking on water. Yes. And you flipped that thing around in a way that just like totally blew my mind. So can you explain to everybody your youth ministry story? Oh, yeah. So I, I, I like I mentioned, I want to be a youth minister before. I think that's kind of the energy that I, I, I give off because I love to play and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I did was I did a, uh, we, we did this, um, like doing a, a skit, right, for youth group. And what we did was I, I asked people, what does it look like? Let's tell the story of Peter walking on the water from the perspective of the fish. 
What is the fish see if the fish, if we could personify the fish? And I believe that what the fish would have seen is he would have seen Jesus. He would have seen the frequency, the light shining through that pure energy, right? right. So he would, he would, I mean, I think nature would recognize when we are connected to the source. Exactly. I believe that. But he would have also seen the fact that Peter's frequency of light was not as, as pure. And yet right. he was walking on the water. So what would a fish think? I think a fish would think like if that dude who is not 100% fully expression, the whole capacity of that, then what does that mean for me? And I just thought to myself, maybe that's where the fish just takes a leap. And over time, I don't know if it's an evolution thing, just making stuff up, right? Because <laughs> flying fish came way before, you know, 2000 BC. But yeah, could you imagine the fish just kept leaping and leaping and leaping and then starting to be able to fly just that much more? Or like the, or the duck that dives into the water and learns to swim? Or the, or the squirrel that learns to glide with those little armpit hanging flaps or whatever? <laughs> so in our lives, what is it in us? Right. What is it in us that we have to somehow break through or penetrate or to release, right? What do we mm -hmm. have to unlock in ourselves? When I say have to, I don't mean have to as in a should, but that we get to because of our free will. Exactly. What is it within us that once we can unlock that piece, that we start enjoying what it means to be us, me? Because I think that's where happiness happens, mm -hmm. right? If you look at you look at the birds who are singing outside, they're not, they're not singing for any, they're not necessarily singing for other people. They're just <laughs> singing to sing because they're birds. Just like Nala does Nala things, my cat does Nala things because she's a cat. So by purely just being herself, she gives glory to God. And what does glory to God mean? It just means the fact that you are expressing the fact that this is who I am. And that who I amness is worthy to be observed, to worthy to be seen, to be worthy to be heard. I am my, my molecules in time space is worthy. It's valued. There's something about me that I want you to see because it's not just about me. It's the blessing right. that has come to you, goes through you. That's what it's about. And so you can pass on that light to other people. Illumination, the light bulb does not exist for itself. The light bulb exists so that by being that's giving off light and heat and energy, it allows to light up the room. And if we could all do that, what a beautiful place this will be. Exactly. Which going back to, you know, the fact that Peter was the one in this story. This is, another yes. thing that, you know, you and I were talking about Peter, who is, you know, doesn't have the best reputation among all of the disciples, you know, and then we've got, you know, other people throughout the Bible who were used who are not, you know, the most reputable characters, but they are the ones who made the most difference. You know, Moses, you know, killed the guy, ran off into the woods and then came back to lead the people out of Israel. So it's like God uses, as you said earlier, and, you know, as the Bible says, he uses the foolish things to compound the wise. So when in, in all of this, you know, being authentically you and getting to that point of happiness, like, how does that how does that work? Because most people won't accept that, you know, I've done things in the past, Yes. you know, so how can I <laughs> so be I love, I, I love this because look at scripture carefully. Now, I don't necessarily believe the fact that at all, I, I used to believe in scripture differently now that when I look at it, but when you mm -hmm. look at some of the passages, it's fascinating. I don't remember which gospel it is, but when the, uh, when the angels first appear to, uh, I think it was Mary and uh -huh. he says, go and get the disciples. And then he, the, the angel says, and Peter. 
It was almost like it was like just remember that that God has not forgotten Peter after betraying him. I love that. It's about understanding the fact that God knows us by name. The universe knows our name. So regardless of the shit that has happened in your life, regardless of the shoulds that you allowed in your life or you created for yourself or other people or society, whatever it might be, you are not lost. You are redeemable. And what does redeemable mean is the fact that God will recycle the shit in your life and plant a tree and grow it and let the birds of the air nest and build nests in it. That's what that means. So where's the hope? The hope is accepting the fact that this has been the trauma in my life. These are the wounds that were created. But I will use the scars and I will use those wounds. I will reach out my hands and share with people who I am authentically. And I will understand that some may not be open to that. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Because even yeah. after, the, after Jesus resurrected in Matthew, it says, and some doubt it. So anytime you feel the fact that not everyone's going to like you, they didn't even like Jesus. They still doubted <laughs> the guy who came down of the fucking grave. So if that's the case, then when we go through imposter syndrome, we just look to that example. And that's and then then allows us to not feel so alone. Right. You, you walk your path. I walk our, our, my path. Those people who will resonate with you will you'll turn to the side and you'll be like, fucking hell, let's let's all do this together. We're all going the same direction. And the direction is a direction of authenticity, is a direction of love, is a direction of the fact that I see you, you see me. And even though the fact that you've yes. come through whatever, whatever has happened to you, I deeply and completely accept you. You deeply and completely accept me. And from that place of radical acceptance of regardless of what happened in your life, you will move forward. You will move forward because time moves forward and time is life. So because time moves forward, you move forward, you will Uh begin to be able to see things you've never seen before because you are open your eyes. You're not putting your head down anymore. And I put my head down in my life as well. And because I've been through so much grief and sadness and anger and all the stages of, of grief, I know what it feels like for the yin and the yang. I feel I can see the contrast. It is through contrast that we can see the beauty, the distance between point A and point B, the distance between death and resurrection, the, di- the, the distance between ash and the blazing phoenix. So coming from like, you've been in that low place, like you said, like you weren't even worthy in your mind of taking up space. And now you're talking to people about this concept of happiness, which a lot of people will discount because they say happiness is based on external things. Um, And they say you need to focus on joy, which, you know, we talked about earlier. And, you know, going from your definition of happiness, um, of pleasure and peace, and then getting up to bliss. Can you explain how that process works? How you figured all of this out. In yeah. Circle. So I actually was one of those people who actually tried to make the distinction between happiness and joy. Right. But I think that colloquially, because we use the word happy and words are just words because we, the meaning that we give them, but we exactly. do, use, you know, like happy Saturday, happy birthday, happy Valentine's day. Like we, right. We use that mm-hmm. word. So I think at that point is just really looking at the word and then, and then squeezing it and seeing what does that actually mean? And I, what, I believe what it means is happiness is not just about pleasure. It's not. Is it be, and the reason why happiness cannot just be about pleasure is because pleasure is very momentary, and then once the pleasure is gone, you actually don't feel happy anymore. So you have to com- by combining that with peace, inner peace, then peace is what then grounds you. But the thing is, if you for me, that's not everyone else's definition. But if I, all I had was peace, I think it'd be boring because the fact that I need some excitement in my life, I want right. some novelty in my life, and I think that's where pleasure comes in. Pleasure comes in through our five senses, and is I believe the fact that I think there's a, a who was his name, 
John Piper that talk, called himself a, a Christian hedonist. And a hedonist is one who enjoys pleasure, but he believed the fact that, and I believe this also, that when we enjoy, uh, uh, when we take the first bite of a strawberry and we can appreciate that strawberry, we're actually giving glory to the creator of that strawberry. It's right. appreciating the artist. So I believe the fact that when we can light up our senses instead of numbing our senses and we can enjoy that with pleasure, I believe the fact that we are actually doing an act of worship. And when we can do that in the grounded space of, of eternal peace within ourselves, uh -huh. I believe the fact that we have access to happiness. But at the same point, I think there's something beyond happiness because what's beyond happiness is coupling that, right? So if it's pleasure plus peace, and we add in another two P's. And the other two P's are purpose and passion. Right. And once you do that, I believe the fact that you start, you start feeling flow. And we see a lot of athletes and celebrities, like movie stars, they, they can go into flow. And when you go into flow, it's because of the fact that you're following your unique bliss. Because that, I believe, is what's beyond happiness, is bliss. It's getting to the state where you actually don't even think about your happiness anymore because you're in such flow. I don't right. think my cat thinks about happiness because it's just being a cat. But then even beyond bliss, there's something too. And what's beyond bliss is, is. And is just as an acceptance of just everything. It is what it is. This too shall pass. Let it be. And I believe that when God says to Moses, I am who I am. I yeah. am who I am is present progressive. It's just a state of being. That's why the I am's are so powerful. In fact, my ritual evening ritual with my girlfriend is i will mm -hmm. say i am happy and she will say i am peace and then i say i am freedom and then she says i am love and i say i am pleasure and she says i am prosperity and then i say i am infinite and then she says i am yours and then i say i am yours and that's what that's what our evening ritual of our i ams because that's how powerful the i ams are you be careful of your i ams right yeah. So this is the reason why I feel unhappy versus I am unhappy. There's a different feeling to that. There's a whole different feeling to yeah, that. I think, this, I think this is where, and then there's something even beyond is. And what's mm -hmm. beyond is, is just silence. It's outside of, it's just outside of time. It's not even a state of even just, it just, it's God before time, before the let there be light. This is like, be still and know that I am God that I fill all time space, every molecule, everything in existence is, is, a, is a piece of me in that sense. And I think once we can tap into the still quiet space of outside of time, I think we access something infinite. And once we can do that space, I think some of our problems, it's kind of like when they've taken pictures of the planet Earth from gazillion miles, however many right. miles away, <laughs> literally it's the pale blue dot. And every war and every love and every sad, every goodness, everything just came from this pale dude, blue dot. So from that perspective, what are our problems? Right. We feel them, but if from the perspective of your infinite self, right. all just so little- One but, moment in time versus like the entire time. Like yes. It's just, it's just a moment. And like you said earlier, this too shall pass. Exactly. I think it's an issue of consciousness. One of the things I learned was this. I believe the fact that our infinite selves actually do exist outside of time because God is God and, and, and God sees us all. So mm -hmm. the way that I think about it is this. I believe the fact that our lives are like a film reel. 
And I believe that just like those old school film reels in the news in a movie theater, uh-huh. I believe that the light that is passing through that film reel is our consciousness, is our moment of awareness. But the whole film reel is already there. So it's trusting in that that, that film reel is complete and it has purpose, regardless of what you're feeling in this moment of time. Well, <laughs> okay, so. Let me ask you this. Yes. You've discovered all of this and you've like gotten to the word purpose yes. in all of this. What is the purpose of this moment right here where you're putting out this book for, you know, the happiness project? Yes. Yes. So um, there was a question that was asked to me and that was, if you had six months to live, how would you spend your time? Hmm. Casey actually asked me that question. Casey's amazing. She, we are, yeah. our conversation's been huge. And so um, I said, if I had six months to live, I would do a lot of, uh, I would definitely hang out with family. But what I would do is I would write, record, mm-hmm. and film. And all I would do is during that six months is, is, not all, but a lot of portion what I would do is I would just write down any wisdom that I'd gained over my 46 years or 45 years at that time when Casey asked me of wisdom, I would just pour it all down. I would leave that for my children, my family, my former students, my former client, uh, former clients, clients I wouldn't have had, and I would just pour all that in there. And the reason I would do that is because it's, it's an issue of leaving a legacy. I thought about like people like Anne Frank, who wrote that diary at 13 yeah. to 15 years old. And yet we that she's still alive in our consciousness because of that. And so for me, that became part of the purpose. And so later on, when uh, I one of my friends, Averna, she's a yoga instructor who launched a Beyond Mindset book, and she got to the uh, the Amazon bestseller, and she was like, she did a uh, a one month and said, "Hey, I want to teach this to you." Right? She offered that, and she kept on pushing me. When is your release date? What's your release date? And I had I had already had some ideas, and then once I started doing that, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is a perfect opportunity for me to step into the place and do the thing that I believe that I I need to do." And so once that happened, uh, or that I get to do, sorry. Got a phone call. And so then what happened was the fact that once I thought about what I, what is that message, it goes back to the whole happiness thing that I've been mentioning. So the book is called The Happy Solution, right? It's really mm-hmm. about unleashing that positive power. And the positive power is not a Pollyanna uh, positive power. It right. really is about looking at to the, to the divinity side. It's the resurrection side of things. That's what it's about. And so it's about that shift. So basically what I did was ask myself, this is a short read. It's only going to be about 70-something pages. But the image that I had in my brain was this. Let's say that you're in LAX, you're in LA airport, mm-hmm. and let's say you see this book, this short little book, right, in, this, in the gift shop. You're struggling with some thought, a self-sabotaging thought. There's an emotional piece to that. You pick up this book, you get on the airplane, you fly to San Francisco, which is 70, like a 60, 70-minute flight, and by the time you land, because you read this short read, you feel better for whatever meeting you have to go to. Be, be it in, in your job or a date that you have or you're seeing your in-laws or whatever it might be, but you feel that uh-huh. much better. So the way that I envisioned it is that this little book is like a breath mint. It's something to take the, the stink out of that moment so it doesn't mess you up. Maybe you're triggered by something. You, uh-huh. Coaching is still necessary. Um, you, know, uh, you know, just like you have to go to a dentist for deep clean, you still need to brush your teeth. But sometimes in those moments, just a moment of self, self-coaching of going through a, this four-step right. process to be able to get happier immediately, just to take the edge off of it. I believe that if we, uh, if we can do that on a daily uh, habit, 
I believe the fact that it'll save us a lot of time, a lot of time of, of feeling like the fact that we just want to crawl into bed and just sleep because I've had those moments too. So part of it is how then do we self-coach ourselves from point A to point B before maybe we have had, had a chance to talk to a friend or have an amusing, amazing person like you, Nisha, to have an interview with where you change, you shift your energy. So it's really right. about energy management. How do you shift your, how do you manage your own energy during that time? Because I believe that that's one of our purposes. I believe that we all have responsibility to use our free will to manage our own energy. I believe that fact, I mean, does anyone, right. be, does anyone want to be married to someone who's unhappy? Does anyone right. want to, does any student want a teacher who's unhappy all the time? Do you want an unhappy child all the time? I believe the fact that it is our responsibility to do what we can to feel, to, to experience happiness so yes. that other people can be uplifted at the same time. It's a responsibility right. that we have. Right? So it goes back to your, the ripple effect that we were talking about earlier, like each person touches the next one and so on. Love others the way you love yourself. Put on the gas mask first. It's not out of selfishness, but because of the fact that your own healing will heal others. Right. And part of that healing is that. It's healing us in these moments where we get, where we stumble. How do we help ourselves to, how do we pick ourselves up? How do we build that resilience? Consciousness, awareness. Yes, I love all of that. So you have done, you've done your pre-launch or you've started your pre-launch. Is it still going on now? Oh yeah, so the pre-launch was just for that one day, right? Okay. I did it at the 99 cent price and the proceeds goes to um, uh, Marin Hous uh, Housing for All, right? A nonprofit. So it was right. during that 99 cents. So um, yeah, it was that day, the fact that I got to the Amazon bestseller list, new releases for like three categories. That was awesome. It was amazing. Like 24 hours you were up there in three categories yes it was amazing yeah it was happiness emotions and mental health and emotional mental health it was it was incredible it was it it, it was amazing and so right now like the price is at 199 i'll i'll change it later on people are saying the mm -hmm. fact that it's kind of low but this is just the kindle version later on i'll have to reformat it for the um for the paper right. guy but yeah I'm, I'm super super excited oh my gosh like i the support that i felt and i literally had people Hold on for one second. I, I got to, I'm going to get choked up a little bit. I, one of the powerful things that happened because of this is the fact that I had so many people reach out to me that, that I had not seen in a long, long time. I hadn't seen for a long time. And one of those people happened to be a, um, a former student. And when the, when the former student reached out to me, I was floored by it. I was absolutely floored by what she said to me. And so if, if you don't mind, I would love to read what she, uh, what she said. So this is what she said. <clears throat> Hello, Mr. Sun, and good afternoon. You have no idea how happy and excited I am to pre-order your book. I missed the 99 cent deadline, but I don't mind. I know a book from you is worth any price. From the first day I walked into your eighth grade classroom, I knew I would have an amazing school year and you didn't disappoint. If anyone could do it, it is you, Mr. Sun. I'm so thrilled to know that you have gone number one from bestseller to best author. I never thanked you before, but thank you for everything you did. I feel in love with literature because you made it fun to learn. Any student that had you as a teacher was blessed, and I know I was. I love reading, and I can't wait to read what you wrote. Your book will be the first in that genre that I will read. If you ever do a book signing, I'll be there with my copy. I know right now it's through oh. Kindle, but I, like I said, if, if it's anyone, it's you. You have given me a push to finish my book. I'm currently stuck, and I know one day I'll finish it, and I hope to publish like you. 
Thank you again, Mr. Sun. I hope you and your family are all well. Hope to hear from you soon. Congratulations. You deserve it. Wow. So that right there should tell you like the impact that you've had, you know, even though you had this moment where you were feeling like you weren't worthy of walking across the street because you were taking that space, like you've touched lives before and since then. I was actually, um, my, my school district, Riverside Unified School District is one of the largest in the state of California. And I actually was the district teacher of the year. So I was, yes, so I was honored by that. That was in 2007, 2008, mm -hmm. right before I adopted my daughter. And a lot of my students really, really said to me, like, Mr. Sun, the impact you've had on, uh, on, on me was profound. And one of the reasons why I went into public school teaching was because my, my youth minister told me he had a regret. And his regret was actually going into the ministry because he thought the fact that if he had actually stepped into the classroom, he'd be able to make a bigger impact on people's lives. So I really did follow in, the, in his example in certain ways. I just didn't realize that at the time. So I think the impact that we make on other people doesn't necessarily have to be through exactly the words that we say with this religious label or that religious label. But right. I think about letting your light shine is being about seeing the purpose and the passion in the people that we serve or the people that we interact with. And I believe that by, by being in their space and holding space for them, they become courageous. And I believe the fact that if they can be courageous enough to show up, to be seen, to speak mm -hmm. their truth, I believe the fact that we all gain something. We yes. all, it's like those light brights. I don't know if you remember the light yes. brights as a kid. <laughs> Not uh, showing our age or anything, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's an issue. You know what happens if you don't put the light bright and you don't push it all the way in? It, right. it doesn't actually shine. Exactly. So I think it's just like click. And I think once you have that click, it's kind of like Legos. Once that puzzle piece fits in, I think there's something about us that feels like we can take a deep breath. Yes, we can breathe a little easier, knowing the fact that our life has meaning, knowing the fact that what I do today had make the, that it makes a difference. And like this, what the student said, it was so powerful. And, I, and that would have happened if it wasn't for the fact that this book launch, the pre-launch happened. And this is not the only student that reached out to me. I had many students who reached out to me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. So let's wind down. Um, where can everybody find you? Yes, they can find me at www.shaysun, S-H-A-Y-S-U-N, like the big uh -huh. ball of fire in the sky, .com. They can find me in Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram as well. And um, yeah, I would love, and then also I do have a YouTube channel. I don't have a lot of videos on there, but that's also at Shay Sun. It was a, I started something called a years ago called Shay Shares. And so that's what nice. that was about. Yeah. I gotta check that out myself too. <laughs> Yeah, actually, there's one in there about my uh, interracial dating because I dated a, a, a girl that was African-American back in high school in an all predominantly white uh, city. So that interview was fascinating. We literally talked about the struggles we had in our interracial dating uh, back in high school. And that, 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 really? that interview is a little long, but that interview, you listen to that, there's not a lot of Chinese guys and black girls dating, and, you know, and especially during that time, too. Right. right? <laughs> so that was like the early 90s. Yeah, mid-90s. And so, yeah, that is profound. She's amazing, by the way. We're still friends. In fact, I coached her uh, through, uh, uh, I've coached her like uh, multiple, multiple times. And it's been amazing to get to her, know her from that space. She's incredible, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Actually, I'll link it here so everybody else can watch it too. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was amazing. We only broke it because she went to an all-black school and I didn't follow her to Howard in DC. <laughs> That's the only reason. So, yeah. Did you not think you were going to fit in? <laughs> no. You know what's funny, though? She actually has a story of she has our prom photo a fresh, uh, freshman year, and people would come into her dorm room and say, like, you dated a Chinese guy? 
And literally that's what happened to the point where at one time uh, she tells us in the, in the interview, but she says the fact that um, they, people were getting, uh, her boyfriend was getting a little jealous and he basically in the hall said, you know, that, that she, you know, uh, dated a, a Don dated a Chinese guy just to make mm -hmm. her feel bad. Right. Yeah. And she says something in that interview that's profound. She says, I have not met a man on campus who's worthy to lick Shay's boots. Wow. After all these years. After that's all those years. After all those years. And I think and it's really interesting because I have another a friend in, in college who said the fact that she actually thought about me for 20 years. And the reason every day and the reason why. And I'm like, you were married during some of that time, too. But it, but it wasn't this romantic thing per right. se. It was about unconditional love. She said, I had never tasted unconditional love until I met you. So when I say that this is not just about me, this mm -hmm. is about all of us having access to unconditional love and, and, and acceptance. If you know that the divine loves you that way, yeah. you're, allow, you're allowing other people to bathe in the warmth of that light. It's the light that's coming through you. It's the, it's the light bright. The light bright does not make any light on its own. And so when you push it in, it's connected. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Connect back into the source, plug into the source. I love that. Absolutely love that. It has been amazing talking to you this morning. Like so much fire. I can't wait to see what's next. Um, I'm going to drop the link for the thank book you. here, all, yes. you know, all the links for all the places, but thank you so much for joining. Thank, me. thank I you. Enjoyed this. Nothing happens on accident. This is a reason it's perfect. Nisha, your, your, your light shines so bright. I thank you thank so you. much for the leaps of faith that you are encouraging other people to, to take, to honor and give themselves permission to be able to honor their choice and Beautiful. I, I've enjoyed my time with you so much. I wish you, not just wish you, I, I, I trust the fact that this is just, everything that you're doing will just continue to grow and you'll fan the flame in other people's lives. There's a bunch of phoenixes, firebirds out there. Yes. Fan, fan the flame. Fan the flame. When a, fan, when a, when a phoenix bird flaps its wings, it naturally fans the flame of other phoenix birds. And that's what you're doing. So thank you so much for what you're doing in people's lives. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Permission to Leap, go to permissiontoleap.com and subscribe to our email list. When you do, we'll send you a digital leap guide. Thanks again and talk to you next time.